Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we are covering Quasits and Imps. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, no. It finally happened. <laughs> I, 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 should, I should know not to do that. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? You're more than welcome to say, hey, Will, first. You just got to get in there. Oh, damn. See, but I tried just now, and you saw how that went. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, my fiendish um, behavior will not be tolerated on this podcast. Or will it be? Because it is Year of the Fiend. He's right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Uh, yeah, so uh, what kind of fiends are we talking about today, Will? Today we're talking about quasits and imps. You said that. Yeah, fiends come in many shapes and sizes. In our last fiend episode, we covered one of the most powerful and considerable of fiend kind, the Archduchess Zariel. In today's episode, though, we though we are going about as low as we can on the fiend totem pole, um, we are covering quasits and imps, the slaves, minions, and grunts of demon and devil kind. They serve opposite sides of the blood war, but have more in common with each other than the higher fiends they serve. So much so that they are considered alignment counterparts. And since we only have so many fiend episodes we can produce this year, I figured they went well together for a single episode topic rather than two. Uh, but let's get into it, starting with quasits. Okay, it's Q. That's a Q word. Qua, qua, you don't get a lot of that. In this you game. don't. There's quasits, there's quagoths. There's Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui- He's not part of D&D. But, he uh, can be. Uh, he can be if you choose so. I'm trying to think of official Q monsters, and those are the only two come to come to mind. The Quarai, they're uh, they're the compound beings that are fused with the Kalistar. Oh, hey, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's another a sick Q. pull, dude. It's a, yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's um, like you do a D&D show or something. <laughs> well, let's get back to Quasits, yeah. since we do do a D&D show. We do. Quasits are small but insidious low-level demons defined by their ceaseless craving for power in all its forms paired with their extreme cowardice. Uh, unlike most demons that place destruction and corruption before all things, including their own well-being, Quasits have a healthy and respectable sense of self-preservation and when cornered will do whatever it takes to survive. Most quasits infest the lower planes and in great numbers. Physically weak, though, they keep to the shadows to plot mischief and wickedness. More powerful demons very often use quasits as their spies and messengers when they aren't devouring them or pulling them apart to pass the time. <laughs> devouring them or pulling them apart. Mm-hmm. You know, just to make just to make the clock go. Yeah, yeah. 
Just something to do. Yeah, you want to grab this arm, just kind of, you know, <laughs> do the thing. Yank in that direction, I'll yank this direction. Get this, get this shoulder off. <laughs> You're going to like it. <laughs> Quasits stand between one to two feet tall and weigh roughly eight pounds. Their tiny humanoidish forms are covered in green skin, uh, spotted in countless warts and pustules. They have long tails covered in barbs. Atop their heads are two spiky black horns. Their hands and feet are slender with long claw tip digits. Their eyes are black and soulless. Their tiny mouths are filled with needle-like teeth. Quasits are notably quite physically frail, and it is said that some rare quasits possess bat-like wings with the capability of flight. So physically, like uh, with descriptors and stuff for the difference between a devil and a demon, I've noticed that the demon uses more like sickly colors. Yes. Nasty, gross test colors, while the devils will use like brighter, the reds. The reds, the blacks, Mm -hmm. and uh, some blues even with devils. But yeah, with with demons, it does tend to be like sickly greens, nasty yellows. Yeah. uh, Grayed out blacks, like. Rot, brown. Yeah. yeah. It definitely uh, portrays, yeah, decay, rot, destruction, or not, well, destruction, but um, entropy, if Mm, you will. Yeah. Like uh, the, the colors that are, are washed out. But yeah. Nice, uh, nice observation. When not doing the bidding of greater evil than themselves, quasits on the mortal plane uh, tend to entertain themselves with minor acts of malicious mischief, such as curdling milk or plotting other trivial, if still wicked, schemes of their own. Um, they are not particularly intelligent, but their small size should not be mistaken for an equally small mind. Quasits rival the average human in brain power, and furthermore possess a deep cunning able to com- com- compensate for their lack of intel- intellect. Uh, these small fiends excel in deception, naturally inclined to doublespeak, omission of information, and half-truths. Is, uh, the parallel I want to draw here is to Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Shock, Lock, and Barrel. Yeah, they're kind of quasi-like, they're for like sure. They're mischievous yeah. little kids, yeah, right? Like, yeah. they're going to... Oh, let me spoil this Kidnapping Santa Claus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's when they're working for Oogie. When they're not that's working for true. Oogie Boogie, yeah, they're, yeah. Doing, they're up to just fucking no good. Yeah, they're just up to no good all the yeah. time, yeah. And they're all constantly lying and omitting information and speaking half-truths. They're like little kids that are trick or they were they were masked like for trick or treating right? right but they all like have uh they'll look like they did when they died i guess like that's the that's the character i guess design. so yeah i didn't really give it that much thought but yeah that is the character design you're right yeah they're a good design it's a, a great movie good um, closets yeah very very closet like and um i think you'll continue to agree with your your own statement there as we continue going along hell yeah um, <laughs> i love that <laughs> quasits can mostly be found infesting all but the most lawful of the lower plains from pandemonium and carceri to gehenna <clears throat> but the bulk of quasits dwell in their home plane of the abyss in general, the quasits of the abyss fall into two categories. Those who serve greater demons and those who roam and cower in the wilds of the chaotic evil plane. And they are treated by demonkind in one of two ways as well. Ones in service and under the protection of greater demons are treated like children, mm-hmm. de- demon, uh, demons, uh, albeit petulant brats. Those in the wild are treated as food. Oh. <laughs> honestly, even the ones in service are often treated like potential food as well. It's like, oh man, <laughs> that was a long walk. <clears throat> oh, what's up, Carl? Bye, Carl. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Crunch. Uh, but despite their tiny, <clears throat> insignificant appearance, quasits often prove themselves to be versatile and useful demons, and they assist in many tasks throughout the abyss, with jobs ranging from spies, messengers, counselors, emissaries, and domestic aides. For example, the legion of quasit servants in Lixion in Baphomet's Endless Maze act as cooks and cleaners. Remember the janitors? Oh, yeah. We talked about the Those janitors. Baphomet's janitors are quasits. Baphomet, Baphomet. Baphomet. 
Uh, that's cool. They can. They're also the only ones small enough to reach that thing that you know they hit under the floorboard. Wink, wink. Yeah, abs- talk about that. Absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> Most closets are created from sole larvae or uh, manis. I think I, I looked it up. It's manis. Manis. Manies. Manies. That sounds suspiciously like another word. Means no, it's it's manis, a form of demon even lower on the totem pole than quasis. They're like weird, like ooze corpse. Corpses. Oh, the, the, oh. the menaces, yeah. Okay. Um, specifically for these myriad purposes, and thus most quasits are nearly always in the employ of a higher power mm. because, like, that's how they're created. A higher power makes them because they need them for something. Uh, yeah, they yeah. need them to do tasks. Yeah. Because of this, quasits can normally only ascend the abyssal hierarchy through serving their masters diligently. Choosing to not stand out or even worse, abject failure will inevitably result in eternal servitude being eaten, being killed for fun, worst of all, being demoted back to uh, a menace or larva. Um, so quasits are quite motivated to get that promotion, if you will. Yeah. Um, or to become self-employed as soon as possible. Self-employed. <laughs> just go hang out in the local town and like fuck around. Yeah, do your own thing. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, go no you're good. Perhaps the most infamous of duties a quasi can have, though, is being summoned to become the familiar of a wizard or sorcerer who match their chaotic evil alignment, or at the very least are neither lawful nor good. Yeah, I was going to say, can't you, like, warlock? Like, fam- you get yep. familiar with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, you can. As a familiar, Aquaza's job is to serve their master well and help them succeed in their endeavors. But this is merely a pretense to their true goal. In truth, Quasits seek out arcane magic users with weak wills and or strong impulses and a bit to corrupt them and make them behave with greater moral abandon. Eventually, turning them into a magical outlet of destruction and chaos. The greater havoc their masters wreak, the better. The Quasit will, of course, urge their masters to collect the souls of all the lives that they take along the way. Yeah, because you can, you know, this is sweet battery power, my man. You're gonna, absolutely, you're really want yes, this that's exactly. Juice that you make, my guy. I know absolutely. you love the potions. Absolutely, the familiar quasit will continue to serve their mortal master as long as they believe that the spellcaster can continue to grow more powerful and thus commit even greater atrocities. Only wishing them dead when it becomes evident the spellcaster can only grow weaker, or if the spellcaster begins to slide away from the chaotic evil. Um, after driving their masters to destroy themselves, the Quasit is then tasked with dragging the soul of their spellcaster back to the abyss, along with any souls collected along the way, and presented to their true master, a greater demon, in the hopes of being promoted. Damn. So this is like, a, like uh, spellcasters kind of follow the mad scientist sort of archetype. Yes, a lot, yeah, right? a lot. Yeah, that's that's a common one. So with great power comes insanity. <laughs> so like it seems weird that somebody so like a wizard specifically mm-hmm. someone so studious would be like subject to something like this i think that most of them aren't i think it, it's the it's the ones with ego the mm-hmm. ones that like the narcissists who are incapable of seeing their own flaws like they see themselves as above that like they can never fall for that because like they're just too smart too good too wise to this of course they're the ones who are susceptible to it all the other familiars are being used except for quasit i can handle it right and then nope yeah no no you can't all of a sudden you're trying to bring a meteor down yeah absolutely countryside (laughs) exactly uh after evaluating their performance based on the weakness of the soul a demon based on the weakness of the soul uh, a demon lord might send them back to try again if they justifiably justifiably failed or else punish them. Those who further their master's cause enough can be promoted into a higher demonic form, such as a rock or even a hezrao, as a reward. That's weird. What does that look like? Do they, like, give them, like, a, 
like a power candy. Like, here, eat this. You'll be a rock by like tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Though. I mean, I I'm picturing like a demon lord, like I don't know, Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. Good choice. Yeah, yeah th- I thank you. Um, who holds out his his tendril, says some words, and like causes some like demonic power to siphon into the closet, and the closet then like, I I almost picture like. Like something inside the closet bursts out of the closet and grows into the next demon that it is. I see. Yeah, that's how I picture it. I I like when uh, Demon Gorgon will like step on one, like gum, Mm -hmm. and then the the goo comes away with the next step, right? Like Mm -hmm. how gum would. Yeah. And then what's left is the new thing. Okay, that's that's not bad. I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's good. It's good. Uh, People want to know a lot that like why we shout out to Demon Gorgon. And we haven't addressed it in, uh, in a long time, in or years. maybe even ever. No, we've um, we've, we've we addressed don't, it. We don't remember, <laughs> but we don't find it very important to remember. I mean, wait, go back to listen to episode one hundred. Oh yeah, we did do that. Yeah, didn't yeah. I do that? Yeah, you did that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Shout out to Demon Gorgon. Uh, despite their physical frailty, Quasits have quite a few abilities, making them fearsomely annoying and maddening to fight. Quasits have the power to turn invisible at will, and resistance to both non-magical weapons and advantage on all spells and magical effects. Uh, so they're really hard to pin down. Mm. Quasits can also polymorph into one or two other choice forms, most often bats, toads, centipedes, or wolves. I mean, polymorph is inherently a powerful magic, right? Yeah, it's very useful. That's cool. Um, Quasits the- seem cool. Yeah, they are. The talons of a quasit are coated in an irritating toxin that causes those they strike to be consumed with a burning itch. Yeah, that that's totally on on beat here. Super right? annoying. Yeah, this, they're hitting you with the fucking itch powder. Yeah, they are. They really are. <laughs> Previous editions gave quasits a minor regenerative trait, making them difficult to kill over time. But five E has instead given them a once a day frightened power. Very little is described about this power. It's just called scare, and it causes the frightened condition. Okay, so uh, Todd, Todd, Quasit Todd is going to scratch Todd? someone's grundle, and then Quasit Jeff is going to do the scare. Okay. And then Quasit Todd, after scratching the grundle, is going to, like, you know, lean down behind the legs, and when they scare, they turn to run, trip over Todd. Nice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Straight into the locker. Right. They of have course. to run away, mm-hmm. and then they close the locker. Yep. And then they spoil the milk that's outside, and they, like, put it right outside on the bench. And then like, when he gets out of there, he's going to be thirsty. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Very, very, very nice. Uh, Quasits can also have the ability to contact the forces of the lower planes, normally a demon lord, for communion every week to aid in their decision-making process. Quasits in service to a mortal master on the material plane bestow several benefits to their master. Uh, the two maintain a telepathic bond, allowing them to use each other's senses so long as they are within a mile of each other. As long as the two are only a few feet apart, the summoner gains the quasi resistances to magic. That's that sounds like a fun conversation to like happen upon, like it communing with a demon lord. Oh, I know. It's like yes, and then we pushed him into the locker, and then I spoiled <laughs> I spoiled the milk, master. I did it. He's like, well, did he know? Did he know it was you? You gotta let him know it was you. That's all I got for you. It sounds great. Otherwise, yeah, good you're job. doing good work out there. Do it again. Get someone else in their grundle. <laughs> Um, any any questions about quasits um, before we take a short rest? Ah, uh, no. Okay. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello everybody, this is Tom Case. And this is Will Stark. Will, could you imagine if we had our own podcast? Dude, could you imagine... What if the Loch Ness Monster was real? Do you think they would open, like, essentially a quote-unquote Jurassic Park for this? Oh, no, like, no. They're not going to let anyone look at it. What if your house was haunted? Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a woman. She wants companionship. No. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm, not, I'm not talking oh, about, like, okay. love or sex or anything. Okay, cool. You know, I, I was going to bring this up, but I knew you were going to say no, so. What if someone close to you was a werewolf? Set up a camera. Because yeah. it would still be a full mood, so she would turn into a wolf monster. Go out in the night, probably kill some people. I mean, nothing I can do about that. The best in what-if entertainment. Just search Dude Could You Imagine anywhere podcasts can be found. We've returned. We've returned? (laughs) Yes, we've we've returned. returned. Welcome back, William, to the table. Indeed, thank you. Thank you very much. Very Um, good about the closets, yes. Next, we're going to talk about imps. Yes. But before we do that, we're going to talk about us. Because this is our show. It is. How about about that? Eat that. Put that in your ears and smoke it. Mm. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Merch, I guess. Yeah, we got a merch store. It's cool. Links got, in the description. You can get ideas. a nice hoodie. Yeah, get a nice hoodie. Yeah, or a t-shirt, or a hat, or a beanie, or um, a satchel, or pins. Get yourself a cup. I know yeah. you love your coffee. We got cups. We got mugs. We got bottles. You don't even have to put coffee in it. You don't like you coffee? You oh, it makes you poop a lot? Ooh, sorry. Uh, that, I think that's a benefit. Coffee helps the system, right? No? If you time that right, probably. <laughs> Get the Dungeon coffee mug. It'll help you poop. Uh, yeah, Adventurous Coffee Company. We have we have a brand that 
like we kind of associate with, right? Yeah, sure. You can get some of their coffee. I guess they didn't buy that on this fucking episode, but I guess you could go get some. Yeah, I think we get like a cut of that. (laughs) Do we? Okay, yes, go get some. (laughs) Plus, they're cool people and they make funny coffees. Yes, they Um, do. They smell nice. They do. Uh, So, uh, uh, Super Quest Saga? Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of stuff. We do a show called Super Quest Saga. It's a sci-fi D&D game that I DM. Um, Brian, um, your special, special guest, guest Jake. Jake, friend of the show, Josh Freeland, friend of the show, Josh all Freeland. the players. And we're actually returning. We're recording this week. We're like two getting, days, yeah, in two days. days. Um, and uh, it's going to be, this is a run for like the final 11 episodes. We're ending the story. It's all coming to an ahead. Uh, the climax is coming. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. That being said, it's gonna take like three months to close yeah, it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's still or more, more, huh? Um, eleven episodes probably take us about four months, yeah, four and a half months. Yeah. But sounds about right. Get it done. Anyway, thanks for listening to us talk about that. You want to hear about imps, you guys? Let's talk about imps. Let's talk about imps. Now, imps are vicious, manipulative fiends that are among the weakest beings in the infernal hierarchy. They're considered minor devils whose job is to assist and corrupt mortals, whom their masters want groomed to the side of lawful evil. An imp's natural form is that of a diminutive humanoid approximately two feet tall and weighing about eight pounds. They travel through the air on their leathery bat-like wings, and they have long prehensile tails ending in fearsome stingers. Very similar. Very similar, yeah. Mm -hmm. Their horns are small, sharp, and twisting, gleaming white along with their fangs. There is a large variety of colorations existing for imps, but the most common one is a dark blood red. Nice. It's classic. Yes. Classic stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. The mind of an imp is both insidious and duplicitous, uh, delighting in the corruption of mortals through trickery and temptation. Imps are masters of flattery, coercing others into acts of lawful evil through convincing argument and alluring, albeit flawed, logic, due to lacking the intimidating presence held by other devils. When not outright trying to corrupt, they engage in unscrupulous mischief, such as stealing valuables, breaking precious objects, and spreading terrible rumors. Wow, little nasties. Yeah, they're little nasties. (laughs) Spreading terrible rumors. Yeah, they're really bad about that. Bummer. Uh, Regardless of the fawning facade they uphold in front of those they are working on corrupting, imps are ultimately at the service of their infernal lords and view their worldly masters as both tools and fools. Do you think these fools want to... Uh, be like cha- more chaotic than they're and they got to get like reined in a little um, bit or is it the law are they spreading the law like by being assholes they uh, imps are so like they fall into the hierarchy of the, infer- and the infernal devils more so because like they're bottom of the barrel like they can't fight against anybody mm-hmm. so like that's kind of what keeps them in line. But, I mean, they are lawful in nature. You know what I mean? Like, they they follow a logic and a rules. They have end goals and, and whatnot and ambition. They they're, they don't like destru- destruction for destruction's sake necessarily. Okay. Um, which isn't to say they don't like inflicting pain and murder. It's just if the pain and murder is detrimental to their goals, then they're not a fan of it. Yeah. While a demon would be a fan of it regardless. Mm -hmm. Fuck the plants. Yeah, yeah, Um, fuck the plants. Yeah. So simultaneously, though, an imp's obedient... We're literally about to talk about the thing you just brought up. We could just skip this paragraph, man. We're well, good. No, simultaneously, though, an imp's <laughs> obedience to their leaders in hell is rooted in pragmatism and fear rather than genuine loyalty or devotion. So they really just sort of despise everybody. Okay. And even though they are always and ever in the service of others, whether devil or mortal, imps are deep down independent and ambitious creatures. Their true desire is to advance beyond their station and obtain a position of power, usually by promotion up the infernal hierarchy. And when imps are provided 
provided with said positions of power, their helpful personas vanish, revealing the authority abusing tyrants that they truly are. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Give give them an inch, they take a mile. Exactly. Although they can be found throughout the lower plains, imps are most commonly found within Acheron and particularly the Nine Hells. They are almost always likely to be in the service of more powerful, malevolent beings. They are willing to serve any kind of evil master, but cannot always be relied upon to be uh, either swift or efficient in their duties without sufficient motivation. That tracks. Mm -hmm. When under the rigid rule and watchful eyes of devil masters, however, imps follow commands as best as they are able. Uh, they most often serve as errand runners, spies, or emissaries. I'll go to Chipotle for you, but break me off a piece of that soul. <laughs> <laughs> in in the hands of mortals, imps perform uh, many roles, acting as advisors, scouts, assistants, confidants, and most importantly, familiars. They typically serve under lawful spellcasters like wizards or priests or anyone else seeking magical power. Mortals judged worthy of an imp perceive them when they cast a fine familiar spell. Most do so on the misconception that imps are weak and dutiful servants. Lacking the authority to make bargains of any consequence in this position, imps instead must rely on their ability to persuade and their available resources to quicken the corruption of their targets. Like, they're not able, like, for instance, like uh, a Glabrazoo, right? Like, uh, a wizard could, or anybody could summon a Glabrazoo and make an outright deal of, like, can you grant me X, Y, and Z, and then you can have my soul? Imp can't do that. Imp okay. cannot do that. The imp, the only way the imp's getting that soul is they have to corrupt their master. Yeah, so. they gotta, they gotta get it to get them to give it to them. Exactly. Like for free. Basically, yeah. It's like, man, we've been through a lot together. You should give me some of that soul. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how they do it. They're like, every time I go to Chipotle for you, you're just gonna have to break off a just piece. A little, little, just a little piece. Just a little bit. I don't. You won't even miss it. It's close. It's close. <laughs> I got the Chipotle now. You just drive right through. It's too funny. Imps tend to foster a lust for power within the hearts of their summoners by increasing their magical abilities, either through helping them acquire new spells or magical items. Using hindsight, spying on the knowledge, spying and the knowledge bestowed upon them from other devils, imps obtain a large sum of knowledge about arcane subject matters over the centuries. So this is actually one of the biggest differences between closets is this. Like they they do the same job essentially, mm-hmm. but imps are like experts yeah, in okay. their uh, in their uh, field, right, which is magic. Mm-hmm. Like they hold a lot of ancient lore and history and spell work and all the other stuff. They've been around just like watching. Yeah, exactly. And they're very smart. Well, quasits are average intelligence, but they're not holding on to any of that shit. They don't fuck. They yeah. Just, they just, they're here to be moral support for their wizard to do bad things. Yeah. They're leaf in the wind. Whatever yeah. evil wind blows, they're going to follow that. They're going to follow that breeze, baby. Exactly. This guy is like, I am the breeze. I am, I am. Shooting evil out of, like, my flashlight beam, directing it. sure. Imps assigned to mortals as a part of deals are in an inferior position to those who are able to freely choose their targets. As beings willing to summon devils are normally already doomed to Beator, and the greater devil who made the original deal with the mortal will be given the credit for the mortal's soul and not the imp. Mm. Uh, When stuck in this sort of situation, imps often attempt to corrupt as many souls as possible during their time as familiars. To get to get a piece of that, soul. right? So they can get some credit themselves. So yeah. either trying to extend their scheming service to those near their masters, or dissuade their more influential masters into creating societal change that causes others to commit diabolical deeds. Overachieving beyond the initial contract in this way can give the imp a greater chance for credit and recognition from its superiors. 
Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's like, uh, you know, where'd you get all these souls, man? I was like, oh, I had some free time, so I, right. you know, I did some OT. In between tasks, I, uh, <laughs> I told some people some, some bad, dirty jokes, and they laughed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Caught them. So. Got him. That's hilarious. Uh, Despite their weakness and lower status compared to some lesser devils, the rank of imp is actually enviable since the successful temptation of mortals to the acts of evil is one of the surest paths towards further promotions. So when a devil becomes an imp, it is often the first time they have the chance to be directly credited for damnation rather than marked as a lackey to another. For this reason, being given the ability to roam freely on the material plane to find vulnerable mortals is a highly desirable role. Uh, releasing it from the tight regulations of hell and giving them complete credit for their works. That's cool, man. Yeah. So they're really trying to get that those contracts, yeah. those assignments are the yeah. ones that they're hungry for. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else we got? We got we got a bit more. So um, much like the closet, imps have an impressive amount of abilities for being so low in their hierarchy, and the abilities themselves are also much like a closet. Mm-hmm. So imps have a poison attack, albeit through their venomous tail stingers rather than their claws. Imps can also polymorph into a variety of beast forms, like much like a closet. Such forms are physically identical to normal animals and still allow the imp to use their venom, although filtered through the animal's bite. You know, unless I guess the animal has a stinger. Sure. Uh, common animal forms for imps include spiders, rats, boars ravens and goats dang can you imagine like a boar vampire biting you like out in the woods now you got yeah. poison in your body that would suck I, the goat the goat one's scarier for me because you would just never think that the goat was a fucking devil <laughs> yeah well what wouldn't you isn't like I mean, a classic design I, it is but i mean if like you're satan if, got the face if, of a goat or whatever does. I'm just saying, if you're literally walking through the countryside... Oh, and, yeah, and you yeah. see a goat, which well, is just a regular rural yeah, animal or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it, it rolls up and you just fucking bites your ankle. Ah, yeah, and, and next r- thing you rams know... rams you with its little horns yeah, or whatever. Yeah, next thing you know, you're having your fucking foot amputated. Yeah, because you got pimples. Get it? Wait, no, I don't pimples. get it. Pimples? P- imples. Pimples. Oh, my God. That's what happens when you get imp poison I like in it. your body. Good job. Start getting pimples. I guess it. I would imagine... An imp disguising himself as a goat and trying to, like, merge with the herd, you know? And just shanking fools, <laughs> like, on no. the low key from the back of the pack? No. He's waiting to get his chance no, that fucking no, sheepdog. No, basically trying to disguise himself so the humans don't uh, um, suspect. But I imagine the other goats know, right? The other goats know, because there's, like, a little bubble <laughs> yeah, around like, that goat. No matter where this goat goes, the other goats stay away. You smell like sulfur. It's like, don't fuck with me. I'm, I'm doing a job, man. Bah. Have you ever seen the movie The Witch? Uh, I've seen, aren't there two more, uh, two more, like the lion, the witch and the wardrobe? Like, no, yeah, no, no, the witch. no, there's the a witch. movie called the witch. Yeah. It's the witch. I, I, some people might pronounce it the witch because the it's two V's, but it's really just pronounced the, the witch. The Blair witch project. No, the witch. Uh, I don't remember the name of the director. I think it came out sometime between like 2015, 2018. It's one of the best horror movies ever. Ooh. Um, it takes place in like, um, uh, colonial, America, like the Pilgrims, basically, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the uh, the Puritans in like Massachusetts area. I don't know. Either way, it follows a family who has to live out in the rural areas, and they start having problems. But one of the recurring problems is there's a goat on the property named Black Philip, and Black Philip is a goat that causes a lot of problems, and there's a lot of suspicion about like that he's more than just a goat. <laughs> and I'm not going to spoil anything else after what the that. Fucks up with that goat. <laughs> Keep coming into my it's, yard. It's an excellent movie, and it's legitimately scary. It's like uh, the goose from Untitled Goose Game. 
I love that. That's one of my favorite games. I fucking love that it's game. It's so good. I it's play just with my such kid an all the time. Asshole, chaotic evil fucking yeah, asshole. It super is. And that yeah. it's the goat is is just goose. Yeah. No, <laughs> the goose is obviously game. an imp in disguise, obviously. I mean, what is the goose what is the goose doing? The goose is but an avatar of our Dark Lord. Because it's set in like England, right? Yeah. So like it's the law that you can't fuck with the goose. It's is, like the Queen's that, order. Is that a thing? I have you seen Hot Fuzz? They talk about it in Hot Fuzz. Okay, I do love Hot Fuzz, but it's been a long time since There's I've seen There's jokes it. that you don't get watching Hot Fuzz if you're not like, from, like familiar from, from with the, the UK. Country. Yeah, okay. basically. Interesting. And one of them has to do like they, do you remember the scene where they pick up the goose and they like put it in the car? Now they're rolling with the goose. I don't remember. They had to like stop because they were like, what are they going to hit it with their car? I don't know. You can't hurt the, the goose because of the Queen's law. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's like the joke. Okay. But that's why in Untitled Goose Game you can just like fucking run them up because no one can really do anything. Oh, about they it. just kind of shoot you. Yeah, oh, okay. I think that's part of the joke for the game. It might be. It might but be. what we know here, being you know doing the show and being Dungeons and Dragons people, is that it's actually an imp. Definitely, so an you're imp. playing like a devilish like being. Absolutely, in the, in you Untitled are. Goose Game. Yes, you are. And that's what this goat is doing in Vich. Uh, yeah, yeah. Except for it's probably more than that. <laughs> It's probably more than that. No spoilers, though. <laughs> no spoilers, though. Imps can also turn invisible at will. Uh, That's cool. They have, advantage, they have advantage versus spells and magical effects. And they have the ability to see through even magical darkness. That's good. Devil Sight. They got Devil Sight, yeah. Previous editions seem to have given imps even more potent abilities, such as the ability to detect the presence of either magic or good at will, the ability to use the suggestion spell once per day, the ability to heal from injuries with supernatural speed, and resistance to fire, cold, poison, magic, and electrical-based attacks or yeah, abilities. It's Naruto. Yeah. Famili- familiar imps also have the same abilities as familiar quasits, i.e. shared senses with their masters, telepathic bond with their masters, and the ability to commune with the tr- their true devil masters once a week. Um, any questions about imps or quasits before we look at both these stat blocks? Um, so your PC, your, your player character familiar, if it's an imp or a quasit, mm-hmm. is likely secretly serving a higher master? It's got to be. Like, absolutely. Because you summoned it from... Like you took it, you, you basically summoned took it, from, it hell. from hell. Yeah. yeah, and that belongs to hell. Exactly, now, it belongs to hell. Okay, like if you're if you're an actual smart wizard who's decided to do this, like you know that this is a at best a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, risky where play. It's a risky play where you you are getting something, but you know you're giving something. If yeah. you're an idiot wizard, you think that you got this, and the the imp just belongs to you now, and. Your soul, you're you're fucked. You're doomed. See, idiot wizards seem pretty rare. I mean, you could be like Once again, academically here, right? smart, yeah. but also just like a dumbhead. Yeah, like <laughs> you you don't know anything about life. You just like did all the books real yeah, good, and yeah, now that, or you're just an egotistical asshole. Like, oh, an imp would know. I'll summon an imp. Yeah, yeah I can like, see that. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, you can't tell have, me what you know. You can't have my soul, but I need some magic shit from you. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Okay. Um, are we stat blocking? We're stat blocking. Okay. Uh, Quasa and Imp, they're pretty small stat blocks. They're fairly similar. I'll go with the Quasit first yeah. since that's where we started mm-hmm. with the notes. Uh, so it's a tiny fiend, uh-huh. demon shape changer of chaotic evil. Uh, its armor class is 13. Its HP is a measly 7 or 3d4. And its speed is 40 feet. Strength is 5. That's not very strong. Dex is 17. Con is 10. Uh, intelligence 7, Wisdom 10, Charisma 10. So pretty, you know, can, can get away from shit. Yeah, it's 17. very dexterous. Everything else is bad. Stealth plus 5. Uh, damage resistances are cold, fire, lightning, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. 
We got damage immunity, poison. It's good. And condition immunity, condition immunities, poisoned. Mm-hmm. Poisoned uh, condition is a poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. I love poisoning people. It's actually really fun. <laughs> you make people swim through the sewers, they're uh-huh. poisoned now. Nice. Now like they it. can't do attack good. Yeah, I'm into Stupid it. Stupid barbarian. Can't do the one thing good. Uh, senses, dark vision, 120 feet. Passive perception is 10. It speaks abyssal and common, which totally makes sense. Yeah. I've talked to both of those fools. It's a challenge rating of one for 200 XP. EXP? XP. Who knows what's right? Shape changer. The closet can use its action to polymorph into a beast form that resembles a bat. Speed 10 fly. Oh, no. Speed 10 foot walking speed. Yeah. 40 foot flying speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a centipede. 40 foot walking speed. A 40 foot climbing speed. That's horrifying. That's so far. That's so fast. That's so, it's just like, that's so oh, fucking shit. fast. Centipedes are already horrifying. Yeah, they are. Uh, a toad, which has a 40 feet walking speed and a 40 foot swimming speed. I imagine it's a 40 foot hopping speed. Uh, or back into its true form. Its statistics are the same in each form, except for the speed changes noted. Any equipment it is wearing or carrying isn't transformed. It reverts to its true form if it dies. Magic resistance. The closet has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That is so good. Mm-hmm. That is very good. Yes. Uh, it can do a claw or a bite in its beast form. Uh, it's going to be a melee t- weapon attack with plus four to hit, reach of five feet on one target. It's going to hit for five damage or 1d4 plus three piercing damage, and the target must succeed on a DC 10 constitution saving throw or take five 2d4 poison damage and become poisoned for one minute. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Uh, And then we got scare. We talked about that. One creature of the quasi's choice within 20 feet of it must succeed on a DC 10 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute. My question is, what does it do, though? What does it do to cause the fear? Um, does it just, like, foam with the mouth and... And you're like, oh, God. No, that's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, it's scary to look at. I mean, yeah. Maybe it says, like, a code word, and everybody is a sleeper agent, (laughs) secretly. It's like the brown note, like, that Uh, makes you shit. No. And, like, it can say something. It knows the word to make you scared. Okay, yeah, sure. Or, it, like, you know what? There's some, like, abyssal, like, forearm shit. Like, let me say a phrase that's, like, going to really freak this dude out, and he's not going to know why. And yeah, that's like, going to freak them out. Okay. And then uh, it's going to perpetuate up in there. I like that. I like that, yeah. Um, target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns with disadvantage if the quasit is within line of sight, uh, ending the effect on itself on the success. So it can just fucking bully you. It can keep you in the corner like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, get out of here. I like that. That's uh, funny. Invisibility, the closet magically turns invisible until uh, it attacks or uses scare uh, or until its concentration ends as if concentrating on a spell. Uh, any equipment the closet wears or carries is invisible with it. Invisibility, uh, an invisible creature is impossible to see without the aid of magic or a special sense. For the purpose of hiding, the creature is heavily obscured. The creature's location can be detected by any noise it makes or any tracks it leaves. Yeah. Uh, attack rolls against the creature have disadvantage and the creature's attack rules have advantage. I saw an article on the, I won't say who wrote it, but you know who you are, that was like, invisibility doesn't work how you think it does. Like, very clickbaity title. And I was yeah, like, okay, okay. Well, you got me. Like, I went in there. And they just basically wrote, like, a fucking whole page on what I just read. That, you still leave tracks. Don't be stupid. Like, yeah, 
it well, just yeah. says you're invisible. Yeah, you're just you invisible. Don't become like a don't ghost. walk through the mud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I understand your, what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just like kind of like I just wasted my time. Look how fast that. It's the special comparison. Like I read a whole article that just said this. Right. I was like, what What have I done? So Wasted all this time. <laughs> quasits are, you know, they're considered low-level fiends. I think most people consider them like mob enemies or even lesser in some cases. But if you really think about it, you drop a quasit in the middle of a village, that village is fucked, dude. A, a quasit walks into a bar. <laughs> uh, no, Turns yeah, invisible and stabs everybody. Three quasits doing scare, like, is yeah. not fun. It's a low DC, but like, you know, die, dice. Yeah. Dice roll bad. I'm just saying, it's a chaotic evil demon, right? You drop it in the middle of a village, it turns invisible, and it starts killing housewives and carving up children, and no one can stop it. No one can catch it unless there's a fucking adventurer or like a level, a few level three guardsmen. And in a village, there's probably going to be zero of those. All the men are poisoned. Village. They can't attack good. Yeah. Like it, it's going to, it's, and then it's going to, it's going to disguise itself as a fucking rat and it's going to bite somebody. It's, it's just, it's going to tear through a village. A quasit would tear a village apart without someone intervening. Like an adventurer? Like an adventurer. Like fucking like Aragon hanging out in the bar? Yeah, exactly. Like Strider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about imps. The ranger. Imps and their pimples. Uh, tiny fiend, devil shape changer of lawful evil. Armor class 13. HP is 10. Three more hit points than the quasit, but the same AC. Uh, 3d4 plus 3. And then speed 20 feet, flying speed of 40 feet. Okay, real question. Does anybody actually roll their monster's HP? That seems that, like madness seems tedious. to me. Yeah. yeah, that seems like madness. I'm sure they do. Um, sure I'm they sure there's exist. people that love to like randomly generate everything, you know? Um, yeah. And that's not really... Like, they do exist. Yeah, they do. The fucking M&M's commercial. Um, <laughs> it's got six strength. It's got 17 decks. It's got 13... Oh, uh, I don't, by the way. Roll. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I didn't think. You I did. like to roll my PC's HP because I think that's hilarious. It is fun. Like, oh shit, I got two. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to play around that. Uh, constitution is thirteen, intelligence eleven, wisdom twelve, charisma fourteen. So better stats across the board too. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but you know, more direction. You got to go a certain direction with these. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the drawback here, right? Deception yeah. plus four, insight plus three, persuasion plus four, stealth plus five. Did the yeah, closet have any anything like that? No, just stealth. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is actually much more powerful. Yeah, and, yeah it, that's the general theme between the oh, two. Oh, yeah, it's you're like, right. Yeah, the devils will be more powerful. There's just less of them. But for every imp, there are three closets, maybe, or two. Probably more than that. Mm. Probably five. Damage resistances are cold, bludging, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks that aren't silvered. Uh, we got damage immunity to fire and poison and condition immunity to poison. Sense is dark vision, 120 feet, 120 feet. Passive perception is 11. It speaks infernal in common. Challenge rating 1 at 200 XP. EXP? XP. Shape changer. Um, this, it's the same thing. You use polymorph, um, beast that resembles a rat, a raven, uh, a spider, or back into its true form. The rat goes 20 feet. The raven goes 20 feet or fly 60 feet. The spider goes 20 feet, climb 20 feet. Um, that's a little, that's a little weaker. Uh, or back into its true form. I think I said that. Its statistics are the same in each form except for its speed. Uh, changes noted. Uh, any equipment it's wearing or carrying isn't transformed. It reverts back into true self if it dies. Devil Sight, magical darkness doesn't impede the imp's dark vision. Uh, magical resistance, the imp has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Very good. And this one's got the sting or the bite and beast form. It's going to be a plus five uh, to hit. Reach of five feet on one target. It's going to hit for five or one d4 plus three piercing damage. And the target must take must make... Uh, 
on a DC 11 constitution saving throw, taking 10 or 3d6 poison damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. And then invisibility, which we already talked about. Yeah, depth. it's the same as the closet. Um, yeah. So it's really similar. Here's here. a question. A closet and an imp get locked in a room together. What happens? Like, do they just fucking go for it at each other? Or do they both turn invisible? Like, do they and like try and plot a way out together? Or they're like, yo, man, like, you're, you know, you know how it is. Like, nothing personal. Let's get out of here together. Uh, yeah, it's just like they, um, so a closet and an imp walk into a bar. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, they, they, they basically, it's a turf war, right? You got to yeah. grab each other's arms, pull mm-hmm. out your butterfly knife, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like, you okay. can't go for the arm. You have to go for the gut. Okay. And then, they, yeah, they both turn invisible, and one tries to make the other one scared, and it may or may not work. They say the code word. You know, uh, they both try to poison each other. It doesn't work. Yeah, because they're, they're immune. They're like, fuck, we forgot. And so that, like, it's just it's just a, a scrap fight. I think, claws, I think so. Claws. That's pretty funny. They yeah. just, like, start fucking the closet tackles the imp. They're, like, duking it out. They're yeah. flying in the air. The, imp ter- the closet turns into a centipede. It's horrible. Yeah, centipede, and then the the imp turns into a raven, and then the, the centipede turns into a goat, and then the goat turns into <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes a polymorph fight. I like that. It's a really hor- horrendous looking scrap. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, the imp's probably gonna win. Uh, I think so. Like what? Seven out of ten times? Six out yeah, of ten times? I think so. I think so. Uh, All right. I think uh, with that we can get ready for a long rest. Yeah, I'd like that. Let's do that. Just outside the studio, ranking members of the Cult of Demogorgon and founders of the Dungeon Cast fan club, Grimly and Gromly, conspire to send their demonic master pertinent information to aid and abet toward the victory of their true patron, Demogorgon, in the Blood War. Shout out to Demogorgon. Let's listen in. Uh, it's, it's, it's really cold out here. Yes, but no, not, as, not as cold as the last time we did this. Yes, not as cold as our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never that cold. No, no. What are, what are we doing today? It was a fine, a fine talk about. Did you know about pimples? Yes, that was a good joke. Was, good joke earlier. Uh, pimples, yes. Pimples. <laughs> pimples. She's joking. Okay. Anyway, uh, maybe maybe we should commence the ritual. Yes, yes. Let's do that. We're gonna set the timer. This it's really like uh, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about with these ones, but I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, we gotta report back. That's true. That's Siri, true. set a timer for one minute. The ritual has begun. Okay, we gotta talk about it. We're live. We're live. It's happening. Oh, it's happening. You burned seven seconds. Quasits, uh, I mean, they're they're, they're small fries. Little horns, but you gotta be careful. They go invisible. But they still, don't worry, you can follow the tracks. They're useful. Our Dark Lord uses many of them. As a matter of fact, he knows all about Quasits. We should move over to him. Oh, that's right. He knows all about Quasits, yes. He's got lots of Quasits. I know, like, five Quasits are good friends. You know, the centipede thing is is crazy. Okay, yeah, uh, Daredevil could probably smell it. It's invisible. Who's Daredevil? Uh, You don't know who Daredevil is? You need to start watching some DC stuff, man. Uh... No, wait, that's, that's wrong. wrong. That's totally <laughs> fucking wrong. Okay, hang on. Yes, We're going to talk about the imp. They can fly. They're basically like bad quasits. They're like super quasits almost. No, they're worse. They're worse. They're, worse. they're not as good as super they're quasits. They're not as good as our Dark Lord's quasits. No, we got they're more like quasits. bad devil quasits. Quantity over quality is what yes. we Oh, God damn it. We fucked up. <laughs> I'm afraid we didn't get a lot of information across that good. one. not good. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about quasets and Daredevil. I'm pretty sure we talked a little bit about Daredevil. I probably shouldn't have done, shouldn't have done that. So, I think that's me. That was on me. Is Daredevil on Netflix? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find out. It's a kind of an older show at this point. It's really cool. There's a really cool fight scene in the hallway. 
I heard they did it in like one shot. He beats up like 30 guys. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, anyway, maybe we should get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we should go back to work. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, what are we talking about on this long rest? Hey, everybody, welcome to the long rest. We got to figure out what we're going to talk about on this long rest. Why don't you support us? Like you already just did. Like you super did if you're here and like you listened to this whole episode. Thank you yeah, so much. We indeed. really love you guys. Um, but if you want to do more, and let's let's face it, we can all do a little more, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast and mm-hmm. you can do it there. Yeah. Maybe. You can support us there. Um, we have plenty of bonus content if you're looking to, to get more. TDC content, um, it is there. There's there's live plays. There's yeah. a lot of live plays. We already did more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's OST. I mean, we did though. There's there's uh, exclusive merch that you can only get on Patreon that uh, that will get shipped to you automatically when you become members at specific tiers. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There's there's uh, the the show notes. OST? Early episodes. Early episodes is big. So like yeah, if oh, you yeah. need That's more Dungeon Cast now and without ads. Join Patreon. You'll get all the episodes anywhere from one to three weeks early. Yeah, uh, it's basically as I can complete them in the post-production. Right. Um, which just, like, I think I hit a couple good ones, like, way early this last time and then got one, like, I don't know, like, four days early. But mm-hmm. they're early and they're ad-free. And, like, if you want to um, get in there and do that, like, you get a specific podcast feed and all this stuff. We do, like, the dungeon chats where me and we'll just kind of talk. And they're older episodes at this point, but they exist in there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of stuff. OST from Super Quest Saga is all in there. It's, like, 30-plus songs. Um, many of them are entirely original. They're all originals, but you know what I mean. Maybe you don't. It's okay. There's some good good songs in there. Um, yeah, you, you could also uh, find us on social media. <laughs> Instagram. We have a Twitter. Twitter. TikTok. We have a TikTok. We unbox products. And yeah. Talk about what we're talking about on these episodes. And then maybe something else if I can figure out what else to do. <laughs> um, TikTok is, you should probably you should probably be on there if you're not. It's the new thing. Um, and it's cool. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that everything? It's not, but oh. it's what it's probably everything we should say. All right, then I think it's time that we call it a game. Mm. Let's, do, let's call <laughs> let's it a game. We'll talk to you guys Bye. later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.